Welcome to Zichru Daf Siman Man Rebbe Avram Goldar and today we're Zechus Yavamis Daf Tzadi Hey, the tenth pair Keisha Rabba. So the three Daf's we're going to focus on number one. The Gemara seeks the source for the ruling that when a man intentionally transgresses the prohibition of having relations with his wife's sister, that his wife does not become prohibited to him. It was Hanna Bryce in the Pusik states regarding the prohibition of a married man who committed adultery, Osa, and a man lay with her. This teaches that her lying with a man prohibits her, but her sister's lying with a man does not prohibit her, referring to her sister having relations with her husband. The Bryce explains why this teaching was necessary, for without it one could say, if in a place where one has relations with a woman, prohibited with a lenient prohibition, which the Gemara later explains refers to a woman who committed adultery, who becomes permitted to other men after her husband divorces her. The one who causes her prohibition to other men, meaning her husband, becomes prohibited himself to her. Then in a place where one who has relations with a chamur prohibition, referring to his wife's sister, who is always prohibited to him while his wife is alive, is it not logical that the one who causes her prohibition, meaning the man's wife, becomes prohibited herself? Therefore, the Pusiks need to teach that the woman is still permitted to her husband. Point number two, in a bright story, Yehuda argued with Rabbi Yossi and said, both Beishama and Beisil agree that if a man had relations with his mother-in-law, his wife becomes forbidden to him. Rabbi Ami said in the name of Shlakish, the Yehuda's reason is based on the puzzle regarding one who has relations with his mother-in-law. In a fire they shall burn him and them. The words and them refers to the wife and her mother. Now, since the Pasuk cannot mean that his wife is also burned, for she did nothing wrong, you must apply it with regard to prohibition to teach that if a man has relations with his mother-in-law, his wife becomes prohibited to him. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel that the Lach is not like Rabbi Yehuda, but rather it's like Rabbi Yossi's opinion of Beis Hillel, that the wife does not become prohibited to her husband. The term eshen, them, comes to teach that both his wife and his mother-in-law must be alive at the time of the transgression. And point number three, the Mishnah on Daf Tzadi Dalad Amabes brought a case where a man's wife and brother-in-law went overseas and were reported dead, leading the man to marry his sister-in-law. They then reappeared, and the Tanakhama permits the first wife to return to her husband, but forbids his sister-in-law to return to his brother-in-law. Riosi said, Anyone who disqualifies others disqualifies himself as well. And whoever does not disqualify others does not disqualify himself either. The word here explains that Yossi means that just as his brother-in-law's wife is prohibited to her husband, so to his wife is prohibited to him. The Gemara objects to this shot, given that it does not explain Rabbi Yossi's second statement of whoever does not disqualify others does not disqualify himself either. The Gemara will bring Rabbi Amin, Rabbi Yitzhak Nafka, who will give different explanations. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara seeks the source for the ruling that when a man intentionally transgresses the prohibition of having relations with his wife's sister, that his wife does not become prohibited to him. It was Hanna Bryce in the Pusik states regarding the prohibition of a married man who committed adultery, Osa, and a man lay with her. This teaches that her lying with a man prohibits her, but her sister's lying with a man does not prohibit her, referring to her sister having relations with her husband. The Bryce explains why this teaching was necessary, for without it one could say, if in a place where one has relations with a woman, prohibited with a lenient prohibition, which the Gemara later explains refers to a woman who committed adultery, 
who becomes permitted to other men after her husband divorces her. The one who causes her prohibition to other men, meaning her husband, becomes prohibited himself to her. Then in a place where one who has relations with a chamur prohibition, referring to his wife's sister, who is always prohibited to him while his wife is alive, is it not logical that the one who causes her prohibition, meaning the man's wife, becomes prohibited herself? Therefore, the Pusiks need to teach that the woman is still permitted to her husband. Point number two, in a Bryce where Yehuda argued with Rabbi Yossi and said, both Beishamah and Beisil agree that if a man had relations with his mother-in-law, his wife becomes forbidden to him. Rabbi Ami said in the name of Shlakish, the Yehuda's reason is based on the Pusik regarding one who has relations with his mother-in-law. Be'eish Yisufu Oso In a fire they shall burn him and them. The words and them refers to the wife and her mother. Now, since the Pasuk cannot mean that his wife is also burned, for she did nothing wrong, you must apply with regard to prohibition to teach that if a man has relations with his mother-in-law, his wife becomes prohibited to him. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel that the Lach is not like Rabbi Yehuda, but rather it's like Rabbi Yossi's opinion of Basilel, that the wife does not become prohibited to her husband. The term eshen, them, comes to teach that both his wife and his mother-in-law must be alive at the time of the transgression. And point number three, the Mishnah Daf Tzadi Dalad Amabes brought a case where a man's wife and brother-in-law went overseas and were reported dead, leading the man to marry his sister-in-law. They then reappeared, and the Tanakhama permits the first wife to return to her husband, but forbids his sister-in-law to return to his brother-in-law. Riosi said, Anyone who disqualifies others disqualifies himself as well. Whoever does not disqualify others does not disqualify himself either. The word here explains that Riosi means that just as his brother-in-law's wife is prohibited to her husband, so to his wife is prohibited to him. The Gemara objects to this shot, given that it does not explain Rabbi Yossi's second statement of whoever does not disqualify others does not disqualify himself either. The Gemara will bring Rabbi Amin Rabbi Yitzhak Nafka, who will give different explanations. All right, so now we go to our Simr Dav Tzadihei, and our standard simon is a Tzahal tank commander. A Tzahal tank commander. So here goes. The tank commander's wife, who returned home to her husband after he intentionally had relations with her sister, only to find him and her mother about to be burned for having relations with each other called her other two sisters for comfort who had just gotten divorced from their husbands because of confusion arising from an overseas trip. Once again, it's a motion. The tank commander's wife, tank commander's wife, that must be learned off, Sadi hey, Sahal, tank commander. The tank commander's wife who returned home to her husband after he intentionally had relations with her sister, which reminds us, the Gemara seeks the source for the ruling that when a man intentionally transgresses the prohibition of having relations with his wife's sister, that his wife does not become prohibited to him. It was taught in Abraisa, the Pasuk states regarding the prohibition of a married woman who committed adultery, Osa, and a man lay with her. This teaches that her lying with a man prohibits her, but her sister's lying with a man does not prohibit her, referring to her sister having relations with her husband. The Bryce explains why this teaching was necessary. So, the tank commander's wife who returned home to her husband after he intentionally had relations with her sister, only to find him and her mother about to be burned for having relations with each other, which reminds us, in a Bryce Rabbi Yehuda argued with Rabbi Yossi and said both Beisham and Beisil agree that if a man had relations with his mother-in-law, his wife becomes forbidden to him, based on the passage regarding one who has relations with his mother-in-law, where it says, Beish Yisufu Osava Essen, in fire they shall burn him and them. The words and them refer to his wife and her mother. And since the Pasuk cannot mean that his wife is also burned for she did nothing wrong, you must apply it with regard to a prohibition to teach that if a man has relations with his mother-in-law, his wife becomes prohibited to him.
So the tank commander's wife, who returned home to her husband after he intentionally had relations with her sister, only to find him and her mother about to be burned for having relations with each other, called her other two sisters for comfort, who had just gotten divorced from their husbands because of a confusion arising from an overseas trip, which reminds us the Mishnah Dab Tzadi Dalad base brought a case where a man's wife and brother-in-law went overseas and were reported dead, leading the man to marry his sister-in-law. They then reappeared, and the Tanakhama permits the first wife to return to her husband, but forbids his sister-in-law to return to her brother-in-law. Rabbi Yossi said, Anyone who disqualifies others disqualifies himself as well. And whoever does not disqualify others does not disqualify himself either. Where he explains what Yossi means that just as his brother-in-law's wife is prohibited to her husband, so to his wife is prohibited to him. So once again, the tank commander's wife who returned home to her husband after he intentionally had relations with her sister, only to find him and her mother about to be burned for having relations with each other, called her other two sisters for comfort, who had just gotten divorced from their husbands because of confusion arising from an overseas trip. All right, so now it's time for four Balabat Chazara. Daf Tzadi Of. So the similar Daf Tzadi Of is an exit sign. So here goes. The three lenient rabbis standing under the based in the exit sign. Exit sign? That must be more in Daf Tzadi Of. The three lenient rabbis standing under the base in exit sign trying to figure out who agreed with whom, which reminds us in the Mishnah Daf Pei on a base, listing the penalties for a woman who remarried based on the testimony of a single witness whose original husband then reappeared, there are three lenient opinions. Rabbi Yossi said her first husband must pay his ksuba. Rabbi Lazar said the first husband is zokh to what she finds, her earnings, and is able to annul her vows. And Rabbi Shimon said yibum or chalitza by the brother of her first husband exempts her tsar from yibum and chalitza, and her child by the first husband is not a mumser. On this stuff, Rabbi Huna said basrai modula kamai kamai la modula basrai. The latter Tanaim agree with the former Tanaim, but the former Tanaim do not agree with the latter Tanaim. So the three lenient rabbis standing under the based and exit sign, trying to figure out who agreed with whom, overheard a tsara walk out mumbling that she should have waited to see if the Avama was an islandis, which reminds us the Gemara brings numerous challenges to the defense of what could she have done, and in each case the Gemara answers there is something she should have done. For example, Rav Shimon Bar Ashi brought the Mishnah, where one married his Yavama, and her tsar went and married someone, Venim says, Zo, Ionis, and the Yavama turns out to be an Ionis. The tsar must leave her new husband and her Yavam, and she is penalized like the adulteress. Why is she penalized? Let us say, what should she have done? The Gemara answer is, She should have waited before remarrying until she knew with certainty that the Yavama was not an Ionis. So the three lenient rabbis standing under the based and exit sign, trying to figure out who agreed with whom... Overheard a tsara walk out mumbling that she should have waited to see if the Avama was an Islandese. While another woman sighed a breath of relief when she was told, we're not concerned about rumors after her second marriage, that her first husband was still alive. Which reminds us, Ravashi said regarding a woman who remarried on the basis of single witness, but for a mere rumor that the first husband is alive, we're not concerned. The Gemara clarifies that even though Ravashi already taught this, that we're not concerned with any rumor about a woman's forbidden status which begins after marriage, Ravashi is coming to teach here that since a woman came to Basin for permission to remarry and we granted her permission, we might have thought that it's considered like a rumor that began before her marriage to her second husband, since coming to Basin for a special dispensation means they consider the possibility their first husband still alive and the rumor after the marriage is merely substantiating that earlier concern. Ravashi is coming to teach that this is not so. The turtle specialist, turtle specialist, that must be one duff, Zadi Bays. The turtle specialist who was working late because he made a factual mistake about what time the sun would set, which reminds us. The more discusses whether a woman who marries Alpi Basin by the testimony of a single witness and then the original husband reappears, whether she's putted from being a chattis because she relied on the hurrah 
a basin or whether she would be high because basin made a toast, a mistake. Similar to a basin rule that the sun had already set and Shabbos was over, and people relied on that ruling in Malach, and then the sun shone, proving basin was wrong. Ein Zoharot, this is not a case of a wrongful ruling, but simply a mistake. Basin didn't rule the sun had set, rather they made a mistake on the sun's position. So, the turtle specialist, who was working late because he made a factual mistake about what time the sun would set, was interrupted by his assistant, who was divorced from her legal husband, which reminds us, Rebbe Lezman Masyadarsh in the Pasuk states, Isha Grushma Isha, and nor shall they, referring to the Kohanim, take a marriage of a woman divorced from her husband. This teaches that only a woman divorced from her legal husband is prohibited to a Kohan. But woman Ish Sheino Isha, but not a woman divorced from a man who is not her husband. So the turtle specialist, who was working late because he made a factual mistake about what time the sun would set, was interrupted by his assistant, who was divorced from her legal husband, who came to inform him that his condition to a Yavama was in Tofes because he was a strange man. Which reminds the review to say in the name of Rav, the Kedushin does not take effect with the Yavama to someone other than the Yavam, for it's written, The wife of the deceased shall not be outside to a strange man, which implies, There cannot be any marriage to a stranger for But Shmuel is Suffolk, whether the Pasuk teaches Kedushin is not Tofes, or perhaps it means that there is a love not to marry another man, but if she did, Kedushin would be Tofes. Daf Tzadi Gimel, so the similar Daf Tzadi Gimel is a train chugging along. So here goes. On the train chugging along, train chugging along, that must be on Duff Tzadi Gimel. On the train chugging along through a field where a farmer was selling the future produce of a day palm to his friend, which reminds us, Rav Nachman Yitzchak listed a number of a Marayim and Tanayim who held, based on a chain of tradition that goes back to the generation of Akiva, that Adam Makna Davish a person contrasts with something that has not yet come into the world. Rav Huna ruled that a person can sell the future produce of a day palm to his friend, which Rush explains is a case where the person made a kinyan during the rainy season in order to acquire the fruit that will emerge in the spring. So, on the train chugging along through a field where a farmer was selling the future produce of a day palm to his friend, sat a nervous sharecropper who was delayed in delivering a basket of fruit of Shabbos to a rabbi. Which reminds us, brings an instant to show that Rabbi Yana and Rabbi Chia both held that Adam Makna Davish and Rabbi Yana had a sharecropper who would bring him a basket of fruit every Arab Shabbos. One day, the sharecropper was delayed and didn't come at the usual time. Rabbi Yana, who was concerned that the sharecropper might not arrive before Shabbos, took fruit from his house as miser for the fruit that would arrive on Shabbos. He later went and asked Rabbi Chia if he had acted properly, and Rabbi Chia said that he had. So, on the train chugging along through a field where a farmer was selling the future produce of a day palm to his friend, sat a nervous sharecropper who was delayed in delivering a basket of fruit, Arab Shabbos, to a rabbi. Sitting next to a sad-looking single witness on his way to Basin to testify, a woman's husband was dead, which would require her to do Yibum. Which reminds us, Rav Sheshus was asked, What is the din regarding the testimony of a single witness concerning a Yavama? Can Yibum be performed based on Adis that her husband is dead? The Gemara presents both sides of the question. Is the reason we believe one witness to allow a woman to remarry based on the principle that people do not lie about any matter that's likely to be revealed? And if so, here too, we believe the witness. Or is the reason we believe one witness is Mishum Daika Minaspa, because she will investigate carefully before she remarries. But here there are times that she might be attracted to her brother-in-law. She might not investigate carefully. Rav Shesha's answer that can be demonstrated from a case on our mission that the aidus of a single witness requiring her to do Yibum would have been believed if it had not been refuted by a set of two witnesses. Daft Tzadidala, so the similar Daft Tzadidala is a hunter. So here goes. A huntress, huntress, that must be more than Daft Tzadidala, hunter. 
a huntress whose testimony that her Yavam died in a safari was disqualified by Beistin, which reminds us, the Gemara teaches that the Mishnah needed to teach that a woman is not believed to say that her Yavam died to clarify the position of Rabbi Kiva. We might have thought that since Rabbi Kiva holds Yesh Mamzer Machayvi Lavin, that a Mamzer results from a relationship prohibited by a love, we can assume that the woman is afraid of being ruined and will be very careful about saying her Yavam died and therefore she should be believed. Kamash Malam, that nevertheless she's not believed. Rashi explains that she might hate the Yavam and lie in order to be free from him, despite the risk of being subject to all the penalties and her children becoming Mamzering. So, a huntress whose testimony that her Yavam died in a safari was disqualified by Bastin, was shocked to see a man give his wife a get while not permitting her to marry. Which reminds us, Rav Yudah said in the name of Rav that Rav Elizabeth Masi could have darshaned a pearl from the Pasek, and instead he darshaned a shard. What's the pearl? It was taught in the Bryce. The Pasek states, and nor shall they, referring to Gohanim, take marriage, the Isha Grusham Isha, and a woman divorced from her husband. This implies, Afil and Nizgarsha Ela Isha, even if she was only divorced from her husband, but was not permitted to another man, Pasulo Kahuna, she is disqualified from marrying into the Kuna. Rashi explains that this would be accomplished if the husband said to his wife when he handed her the get, you're divorced from me, but are not permitted to any other man. So, a huntress whose testimony that her Yavam died in a safari was disqualified by Bastin, was shocked to see a man give his wife a get while not permitting her to marry, when he had just recently married her after her sister, who was his wife, and his brother-in-law died in an overseas trip. Which reminds us, the Gemara says that even if his wife and his brother-in-law, his wife's sister's husband, both traveled overseas, and he, after hearing of their deaths from a single witness, married the sister, and then his wife and brother-in-law returned, this marriage to the sister is effective in that it prohibits the wife's sister to his brother-in-law, yet his wife is permitted to him. And we do not say, that since his brother-in-law's wife became prohibited to his brother-in-law, his wife should be forbidden to him. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.